0: you're definitely a moron if you sell in a bull run and try to buy back lower that doesn't work
1: hello there from bedford in the united kingdom the bitcoin capital of the world how are you all doing have you had a great week bitcoin hitting another all-time high you have to love a bull run right that and the coinbase ipo which to be honest feels like a bit of a nothing burger now i don't know Maybe it's just me. I didn't seem to notice it too much. Anyway, welcome to the What Bitcoin Did podcast, which is brought to you by Gemini, the place I'm exclusively using for buying Bitcoin now. I'm your host, Peter McCormack. And today, I've got Willy Woo back on the podcast, and we're going to be discussing the psychological barriers of Bitcoin hitting $100,000, amongst a few other things. But before that, I do have a message from my amazing show sponsors. And first up, we're going to kick off with Casa, the very best in Bitcoin security, and I am running a competition with CASA. I'm gonna be giving away, alongside them, one of their platinum packages. So please do go and check out my Twitter. I've already retweeted the competition once, and I'm gonna be tweeting about it again over the next few days. You don't wanna miss out on this. It's an excellent package, it's a great prize, and if you haven't got your Bitcoin security shit sorted, you're definitely gonna wanna win this. Now, with CASA, you can protect yourself from hackers, personal mistakes, in-person attacks, device failure, and so much more. And as you know, I've been a customer for coming up to a year now, and I've absolutely loved the product. So if you want to find out more, head over to keys.casa, which is K-E-Y-S dot C-A-S-A. And if you want to check out the competition, then just head over to my Twitter, which is at Peter McCormack, and you will find it there. Next up, we have sportsbet.io, who I also have a competition running with very, very soon. I know I keep going on about this. We're so close. We're so close we're going to be giving away a Lamborghini. And I know some of you hate this. I know some of you people are low time preference and you hate cars and people having fun and smiling. Well, I don't. I fucking love cars. So giving away a Lamborghini is one of the coolest things ever. And I love SportsBet.io because one of you, yes, one of you crazy bastards is going to get a Lamborghini out of this. Now, with SportsBet.io, you have the best in online gaming because they accept Bitcoin, because they love Bitcoin, and they also have every market you could possibly be interested in. Football, tennis, American sports, motorsports, they even cover esports. And for new customers, they always have a range of promotions available. So if you want to find out more, please do head over to sportsbet.io forward slash promotions, which is S-P-O-R-T-S-B-E-T.io forward slash promotions. And also we're going to talk about my friends over at Exodus Wallet. Now, if you didn't check out my last show, Go and check it out. It's all about the banking system. It's with Simon Dixon and Bill Barheight. And as you know, Lloyd's Bank closed down my bank. As you also know, I've been gradually turning my business into a Bitcoin-based business by getting paid in Bitcoin and by paying people in Bitcoin. But I had this problem that at the end of each month, my amazing accountant would phone me up and she'd be like, Pete, who are you sending Bitcoin to? What's it for? Why don't you write this shit down? Stop ruining my life. So I had to get myself a wallet solution or some kind of solution to audit this. So every month, she wouldn't hate me so much. And when Exodus reached out, they're like, Pete, please do check out our wallet. I was like, you know what? I will. I'll check it out. And it's a badass wallet. They've killed the UX. I always love it when there's good UX. They've killed the UX. So I've signed up. I am now an Exodus user. And if you want to check it out, please do head over to Exodus.com or search for Exodus in the Google or Apple app stores. Okay, on to the show with Willy Woo. Back to give us an update on everything that's happened on chain and in the market. And since I spoke to Willie last, Bitcoin has been mooning again. It was hovering around fifty nine k for ages, and it finally broke out to another all time high. I feel like every month when I catch up with Willie, we're talking about another all time high, which is crazy. Gotta love a bull market. We also then had the Coinbase IPO which some people thought might lead up another run up, but it seems to have been a bit of a nothing burger. I, you know, I've i not really tracked it. I mean, I've seen it and I've seen everyone shouting at them or talking about how uh, they got an early email from Fred or Brian. I've kind of kept out of it, kind of ignored it. Seems to be a nothing burger. Anyway, it just seems a matter of time though. We're going to hit 100k soon, right? It's coming. It's inevitable. Uh, one thing I've been thinking about with this though is will 100k be a psychological barrier because i've been in my head thinking hmm it might be difficult to get through 100k perhaps i should sell some bitcoin at 95k let it drop to 70k buy some more i think i think 100k could be a bit of a barrier i remember in 2017 on the way up same happened with 10k i remember coming back to was it was it i'm trying to think was it when we got back to 20k i don't know maybe my memory is wrong but there are these psychological barriers and uh yeah, I just wanted to know why they exist. I wanted to speak to Willie about this. I also took the opportunity to pick Willie's brain on my bet with American Hoddle, which we all know I'm going to win. It's clearly I'm going to win. And then I'm going to have a whole Bitcoin of his and I'm going to sell them, and buy some stupid shit to winding him up. But I want to hedge it anyway, because I've, I'm going to use this as a chance to learn about some trading strategies. So I wanted to find out if Willie had any good ideas for how I could hedge this bet. We also talk about a bunch of other things. You'll love it. Gotta love Willie, man. Every month he kills it. Anyway, onto the show. If you do want to reach out to me, it's hello at whatbitcoindid.com or you can join my Telegram group. As you know, Defiance is rebranded to hijack and we're taking a two-month break as we prep to relaunch it. Also, NeverEdit is going to become hijack news and if you want to check that out now, please do head over to neveredit.com. Outside of that, have a lovely weekend. I love you all and I'll see you all next week. Willie, man, how
0: are you? Awesome. Awesome, Peter. It's been, you know, busy. (laughs) It's always busy (laughs) in a bull market, as you know.
1: (laughs) Man, it's, yeah, it is. It is. I was chatting to someone recently saying, actually, I think I enjoy the bear market more. You get more work done. It's more productive. I spend so much time dealing with emails, spammers, scammers, Shitty waste of time requests. Actually, someone uh, someone messaged me the other day saying, love your shows with Willie. Can you give me his email because I want to ask him something? I was like, no. No. Because definitely <laughs> Willie probably gets way too many questions <laughs> and people who want, who basically, they basically, everyone, I imagine every one of their questions comes down to, tell me how to make more money.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Or their ideas on how to make money and what do I think about it. But yeah, generally, it's the same. Category. Um, well,
1: I, s- I said no to him. I said <laughs> I said no. He'll be he won't want to receive it. He'll get too much. Um, and listen to the show. Get it. Take it from the show we do. There's enough stuff in there. So uh, it's funny also because like every month we speak, we get to talk about a new <laughs> a new all time high. But that will come to an end eventually.
0: No, it's um, it's only going up forever, um, Laura. Forever. It's, forever, it's going up ever. forever. It's going up forever, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Stop
1: it, man. Uh, okay. So, the main thing I want to talk to you was well, two main things I want to talk to you about today. We'll cover the basics. Uh, I want to talk to you, to you about psychological barriers because the 100K looking inevitable, I, I want to talk about how you think about psychological barriers. And another thing, I want to talk to you about this bet I've got with American Hoddle. Do you know about this?
0: I saw something on it. Um, yeah, can you refer, remind me? I saw it. I, I didn't look in the details of the bit, um, but yeah, well, remind. We me. did a
1: bet last. We did a bet last year on the U.S. election, half a bitcoin. He picked Trump. I picked Biden, and I won. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing another one on three hundred k by the end of the year. So if it hits three hundred thousand dollars, he wins half a bitcoin. If it doesn't by the end of the year, he wins half a bitcoin. And it's quite interesting because you you've. Gone from two fifty to three hundred. Looks like it'll beat it. So you, as like a measure, is quite an interesting one. But the market's pricing it differently from you. And I think I can hedge it.
0: Oh, interesting. How are you hedging it? Options. Uh, I think so. Yes, but that's what I got to ask you
1: about. But I think so. Okay. Well, look, we'll we'll come to both of those. Let's let's cover off the basics first. Um, Okay. So another all-time high. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were waiting for us to break out 61k. Did this come ahead of time time for you? Because, um, and do you think it was a Coinbase thing? It was a by the rumor pump.
0: Um, no, well, I, you know, I put out in in my letter that we'd test all time highs over the two to three week phase, and right in the middle of that, like two and a half weeks later, it did test it, and it hovered underneath. Is really interesting in that, you know, when you get this kind of setup where it's been, you know, consolidating essentially, hitting the sort of 60 ish zone, and it's been going sideways for months, down, up, down, up. And then the, that, that, technic- it creates this kind of triangle. And for traders, it's a technical um, trading pattern called an ascending triangle. And the probability of that breaking up with is quite high. Um, I can't recall exactly what that is, but it is high. It's like above 66%. And so it's kind of, and it's a big one, right? It's going for months. So it's a brain dead, it's a really brain dead um, trade because once it breaks above it, you've got a very high probability of it running. And so every time we got close to it, everyone went long on, on the derivative trading market. Um, they went degenerate long. And so, of course, when that happens, um, it's very incentivized for people to take the other side of the trade. So it really, right now, we, we broke it, but everyone's still very, very um, largely in long positions. So it's creating a lot of headwinds for us to move upwards. Um, so it hit the top. It's been testing. Um, I said, any time in the next two weeks, um, this thing can break. And I actually meant any time within hours to two weeks. Because two weeks is where the apex of that triangle hits and um, you know that something's going to happen. Typically, what happens in these trading patterns is they hit these support and resistance lines and our resistance was flat at um, whatever it was, 61,000, 62,000. And then we had this support line that's trending upwards. So as time goes by, it's going higher and higher and higher. If it breaks below that, then um, you you kind of break into a new pattern. And, um, but it wasn't, it was holding very easily that price line. And at the point where the two lines converge, you know, something's going to happen. Very seldom does it run out sideways. So that was the next two weeks and it broke. Um, we had that kind of degenerate long position stuff happening and it created headwinds. A lot of traders like to counter trade it. Um, if everybody's in long positions, obviously, it, it, you know, you can't stay in a long position for free. Just like, you know, if you're buying, if you're buying a house on a mortgage, you're doing a long position on your house, essentially. Um, mm mm-hmm. You're just borrowing money from the bank to buy stuff you haven't already got. You can't, you're not actually paying for um, with real money, you're borrowing it. So the cost funding rates, and when those funding rates go really high, you know, Mr. Professional Trader comes in and goes, oh, I can make, you know, what was it? Close to 300% per annum by going short and holding the Bitcoins. So a lot of people start to balance that off by um, going short. And then um, people also protect that line um, because what you can do is force the price downwards. And um, if you can force it down um, past a certain line in the sand, you can cause a liquidation. And um, It's a, just a trading strategy where you can counter-trade everyone and take them home to the, to the wreckers, essentially. So that's what we're, we're currently doing. I've got a couple but, of questions yeah. on that. Yeah. Does sure. the
1: triangle? Asc- does the triangle? Is it? Does it ascend? Because essentially, as time moves on, you've got less and less sellers uh, at the lower prices. Are you essentially wiping out uh, the different longs? Uh, sorry, the different stop losses at different points.
0: I think um, for you to think of it in a price discovery. Um, you know, the markets a price discovery mechanism. And you've got long-term buyers coming in. Whenever it dips, someone buys the dip and says, "I'll take that price." Thank you very much. So it's rejecting any lower price because people do want to buy it. And so if you get this history of it, oh, I'll buy that, and then oh, I'll buy that, and the next higher price, you can't. You get this kind of um, pattern forming where this thing is is discovering a, its natural price higher and higher. And certainly with Bitcoin being quite special, you know, it's a market. That's um, not at saturation, you know. Publicly traded markets, commodities, uh, gold—anything you can think of in the traditional world—is at saturation. Um, It's done its full penetration of its its market base, um, people trading it. Whereas Bitcoin, of course, is in this hyperbolic curve upwards as people adopt it, and so we're currently something like fifty thousand more people that you can see on the blockchain per day coming in to buy it for the first time. So that means probably around 150,000 people all told, including the exchanges, What they'll probably be seeing 150,000 people per day right now coming in. So obviously you've got these hordes of people coming in to buy it and every dip you get, they're buying it. Um, so you get these kind of, you'll see this sort of upward moving Every dip is bought up higher, and and that would be explaining um, this particular triangle within Bitcoin. Yeah, so. Right,
1: that makes sense. I get it. I get it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So when you talk about people
1: then counter trading the longs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who's actually doing that? And, and and so you say they're taking out the shorts. So these are more professional sellers, and and how do they for how's the price get forced down to wipe out these? degenerate long positions?
0: Uh, You can scare wall people. I call it a scare wall. So essentially you put a big, big sell order and it's this big wall of death. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So particularly if you're a trader, um, you're going to buy the derivative and you're going to buy it thinking, okay, I'm going to buy it here and the price is going to rip upwards if it's a long position. And then I'm going to sell slightly above that. You know, I'm going to cash home. But when you suddenly see this big wall of death saying, I want to sell um, $10 million or $50 million or $100 million of Bitcoin um, right at the price below where you bought, you're probably going to get scared because that free run upwards is probably less likely to happen because there's got to be someone that's going to take up that wall by buying $100 million of Bitcoin. And you might just... Decide you're going to exit your position, <laughs> and you might, as you exit, that's called selling, right? <laughs> because yeah. you've just bought it. Um, so, that like someone who's got uh, a large amount of capital, you know, and these are derivative markets too. So, say I've got like ten million dollars. That's a very small fund, it's a very small hedge fund, and say I leverage it up ten x, which you can easily do, and. You know, Binance, um, FTX, Bitmex—all these these derivative exchanges. You can go 10x with that kind of sizing, trading 10 million. So suddenly, you've got 100 million of sell power, and you just call everyone's bluff. And just go, all right, 100 million sell wall. Let's see who gets scared. If they keep buying into it, you probably will pull it, and you know, right. it was you're faking them. You're faking them down, but um, you know, sometimes they'll so nibble I'm- into it. Yeah.
1: So when I'm seeing, sometimes I go on the trading platforms, I look at the charts, and you just see, you see the, these walls appear and disappear quite quickly at times. Mm-hmm. Or, or is that basically what it is? When a, sometimes the wall isn't being eaten; it's just being pulled.
0: Yeah, sometimes it, it gets pulled. Um, yeah, you can you can generally tell which this. You know, you can look at the um, order execution. And if it the wall goes and it disappears, and no one actually bought, that means they withdrew the order. Uh, yeah, so.
1: So is that why sometimes then the price suddenly flies up as well? Because it then just eats through the orders above it?
0: Yeah, because someone pulled the wall and everyone just FOMOs in and goes, oh, it's gone. That means they gave up. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's enter our long positions and right. and everyone starts buying. So um, it's it's kind of a bit of a crazy game. I always say it's like the game of gridiron where you're going for yards and there's all sorts of tactics to push it one way or the other so you you can bet on which way the yards go, you know. Um, Interesting.
1: Interesting. So where are we in terms of uh, price floor now? What's your kind of call for the rest of this month? What do you think is going on?
0: Uh, And I tweeted something out a a little bit back uh, a few days ago. And um, I reckon where we're at right now is sort of a halfway intermission. Actually, the name of my last letter was called Intermission because we're at the halfway point. Um, And um, that's based on... um, a lot the of the revenues, yeah, yeah mining is revenue. Um, so uh every time miners sort of exceed their prior all-time high, last one was 2017, obviously, at the top of the market. Um, since then we've had um, a halvening, so they, they're mining half the number of coins per 10-minute block. Um, so they've got to make that up with higher prices. And we just kind of pass through that zone at the Weeks, you know, a few weeks ago where we went into this consolidation ban. If you look at whenever they go through the zone, um, price goes through like a um, consolidation. And if you remember the double pump of 2013 on the charts, um, that was... What was that? That was that big sort of run up and then it corrected, I think, 93% if you were tracking the, the minute chart. But uh, people thought that was a bear market, but that was actually the consolidation of 2013 because it was such a volatile asset. And we saw the same thing in 2017. Um, we had that first major dip. I looking at that at, um, what is it? It was around the two, 2,000, 2,500 two zone. We went through this big consolidation. That was sort of a half, halfway point. Um, before we ran up again. So I I think we're there. We're we're just sort of pausing. um, And we're just making that breakout. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting in this. I I don't know exactly what's going to happen, how how the price chart will shape till the end of this year, um, because things have accelerated so quickly. And if we have the same sort of quarter that we had in the first quarter, um, it seems too fast, and that would normally spell the bear market. And it might come early if it's going up at this rate. Um, you know, according to some, it might models.
1: come because it becomes unsustainable. And once you enter a bear market, people get spooked. Whereas if it's more sustainable, you you might you might get to those higher prices.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, I I use. Um, a bunch of models, um, but you know, like the main one that I'm predicting the top on, that's a moving, it's a moving average, essentially. It's something what, um, you know, tech traders will call a mean reversion model. And that simply is a moving average. Like a lot of people use moving averages um, on the price chart. And when it starts to run away from the moving average, you you tend to think of that as being overheated and it's gonna come back to that average. Um, and this is a special one, which um, it's not rocket science. It's essentially the all-time moving average. It's a cumulative moving average, like every the entire average for the entire price of Bitcoin since year dot. It uses that as a metric, and it happens to have hit every single top that we've had in the history of Bitcoin, which is right. Um, and so, if you measure that line, um, it gives you an upper bound of where we can hit before. Um, it's got to come back down. So the longer this this bull market runs, the higher that top can go. And right what, now it's so fast. What's um what's the range you've got it in then? Is it like
1: is it is it is that the chart I saw where you've just kind of splintered it off at the end? It's like two, three, four, five.
0: Uh yeah. So right now it's on track to go above three hundred. Um normally this this line, the top, the top, um the top cap model that goes, it curves upwards near the end of the year. Um, and so if it goes straight line at 300,000, if it starts curving up, we're going to hit 400, 500. I don't know how high it'll go, but I haven't got a read of how high it's, it's curving up yet. Right. So, gosh, I have no idea. Like, I mean, this is, I have this, it's really great because, you know, Plan B sitting there with his stop to flow model, which gives a hard number of 288,000. 288. Right. And mine is like, I don't care. <laughs> As more money piles in, this line keeps moving up. It's a moving target. So, but you know, even that 288 target, um, you'll see that it overshoots, it always overshoots its fair valuation based on scarcity, is based on that model. Um, it overshoots. So if it's 288, it goes to three, four, even five. It, it kind of fits his model because we overshoot and we come back down on the other side of it. Right. The other side of it when we go into the beer.
1: So we're looking good to leg up still right now, you think. I mean, we're yeah. back at 63. Like people keep saying the number is like 69,000, 69,200 or something I keep seeing blah, blah, blah. I don't really keep to those, but I'm assuming we're going to run up to 70 at some point.
0: Yeah, so right now, I don't know if anyone's talking about it, or if you you lay down the Fibonacci retracement line, so, um, you know, what that is is the Fibonacci numbers, magic spirals, golden ratios, all mm-hmm. these sort of patterns in nature. As it turns out, markets are patterns in nature, and you you put that trace over the price chart and the next resistance is exactly in the zone what we're, we're contesting right now, which is 63.4 thousand. Mm-hmm. And we're just, we're just working our way in that zone. Um, normally it goes sideways, it tests it or rejects it. Um, so it's, like it's going sideways. Uh, once we get past that, I think it's 74,000 is the next FIB mm-hmm. level. So it should be relatively clean sailing up to there um and then we can see like i, I have a model right now it says we can't go past eighty four eighty five thousand um based on the amount of capital that's come into the, the network and so um at this over what point, period what this, at this right point, now at this today point? there's no way it can get past 80, 84 and that's gonna climb as as time comes you know, as more capital goes into the network. So obviously when we get to 70,000, whenever month that is, or whatever weeks in the future that is, more capital is coming in because we've got 150,000 people coming in every day buying Bitcoin. So let alone mm-hmm. the hedge funds. So um, yeah, it gives you an idea anyway of price targets. I can tell you're really wanting to win this bet, uh, Peter. <laughs> yes. Let's
1: talk about this bet. Of course I want to win it. Um, Another reason I want to do it is I just want to learn more about trading, ready for in four years' time or three and a half years' time, we get the next, well, actually, because it's about March, it'll be about March of 2023, where I think the next kind of bottom might be, around that time, right? It's 2023, no, 2024. 2024. So I'm just trying to learn all different trading strategies and things. And I'm picking up a lot from you, and I'm trying different things. Like, Apart from my long-term cold storage, I've got no long positions open, but I'm waiting for the right moment to take one. And if I don't see it, I'm not going to take it. But this bet, I'm doing it for a couple of reasons. It's just fun. (laughs) But also, I actually think this is a chance for me to have a little play with options. Let Uh, me tell you what I'm thinking, and you tell me if it makes sense. And I Don't really know how these <laughs> work properly, so I'm probably going to get some of this wrong, right? But he's offered me a 50 50 bet. The mm-hmm. strike price is 300,000. So, uh, if, it's, if it hits 300,000, any point between now and the end of the year, he gets the half a Bitcoin. If it if it doesn't, I get half the Bitcoin, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, my downside is essentially that $300,000 plus opportunity it, cost of losing that okay. uh, half a Bitcoin. Uh, so I was like, wait, can I hedge this? And for the, the the small amount I understand about options, I was thinking, well, if I take out three, essentially three contracts, is that correct, three contracts? Was it, does three contracts represent three Bitcoin in value?
0: Uh, I think it depends on the exchange, but I'm assuming there's a derivative that you're using. Which, I have no which idea. Is? I've
1: never done, dude, dude uh, listen, okay. I've never
0: done It depends on the exchange. You know, even on the CME, on the futures exchange one, one contract equals five Bitcoins. So,
1: um, okay. Okay. But so, imagine it's three it's, Bitcoins worth, right? And I'm thinking if I uh-huh. take out three, if it hits 300,000, if I take out three at a strike price of 200,000
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it hits 300,000, I've got essentially three Bitcoin of
0: upside. Uh, so for three, so say it hits two, you're saying if it's, a, are you buying a put or a call option? You're buying, buying a put.
1: I'm buying a. You tell me. I, I thought I'm buying a call. This I, I don't know anything.
0: Okay, so like a, anything. An op- like a call option is an option. Like a call option is option to buy the asset like at an agreed price, your strike price, at a such such date, right? And so obviously, if you're going to say, say you buy a call option at two hundred thousand, and the price goes to three hundred thousand, that means that your call option is roughly worth a hundred thousand because you've got the yeah. option to buy that contract and so forth. And put, the put option is the opposite. You can um, you have the option to sell that contract, um, the, the option to sell Bitcoin at $200,000. And so, like, if the price was, say, you'd never execute that if it's three hundred, dollars why would you want to sell at two hundred? dollars So, basically, it's out of the money. You don't want to execute it. And if it's, say, underperforming it as $100,000, then that contract's worth a hundred thousand because you've got the option seller sell it at two hundred, and so you're currently betting it's going over three hundred thousand. No, I'm betting it's not to... going over. Oh, you're saying it's not going over three hundred? Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, okay. Oh, so you want a call option?
1: Is what? Yeah. So I think a call option at two hundred. If I take out three Bitcoin worth then okay. If it goes to three hundred thousand, then I've 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 got three three hundred thousand of profit.
0: So say um, so, what's your strike price? Your strike price is two hundred.
1: If I say so, two hundred, yeah.
0: Okay, so let's say the price goes to three hundred thousand. Um, you've got those three contracts. Um, is mm-hmm. it diff- You know, it's it's. Each each one of those contracts is worth a hundred thousand dollars, right? Because mm-hmm. you've got the option to buy a Bitcoin at two hundred thousand, and now it's three hundred, so it's worth a hundred thousand per contract. So you've got essentially um, three hundred thousand dollars in that in in that contract value if it hits three three hundred thousand. Which...
1: Yeah, and essentially, I I'm, because my bet's only half a Bitcoin. I'll only be losing yep. one hundred and fifty thousand when it strike when if it strikes three hundred thousand.
0: Exactly. So you're you're um you're um over hedging if it if, if it hits three hundred thousand you're over hedging you're over you're, you're going to make a profit at that point. Yeah. So um, yeah. And how much is the pro- contract costing those three contracts? I don't
1: know. Do you, do you want to have a look? Do you, you you would know where to look these up. I will never. Uh, have idea. I don't know.
0: Let's. I don't trade options. Um, but
1: like okay, why? Not? So would you hitch this a different way?
0: Um, I, well, it's definitely the way to do it. Um, it's just that you don't even know. Um, you'd never have to run it across a spreadsheet because what if it goes to four hundred thousand? Um, now you've made six hundred thousand. Um, and you know you're 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 really in the money then. You're like totally yeah. profiting. But what if it hits two fifty? You, you lose two fifty. Yeah, then no. no you have, if,
1: it, if it hits, if it hits two fifty, I win off him, and I'm still ahead in the in my contracts.
0: Oh, yeah, you still, yeah exactly. So I'd say you're over hedging at that point, but you don't really know exactly how much you're going to make until you know the final price, and so you just have to run a whole possibility grid of going if it goes to this price, this is how much I make, and and so forth, and you just got to be happy like you know at I, a certain I, I, point you're not covered. Yeah.
1: So I've got that I've got that table, and I've got it mapped to, to show these lines of where I win and lose. And basically, the only place I the only place I lose is I'm losing in, initially on the bet because I've already paid out the money on the contracts.
0: Yeah, so you've lost the use of that money. True, I've lost but the use a, of that money. And, but you're, it's an insurance policy, is what you're you're essentially looking yeah. at. Yeah, it should be but, small, but say,
1: right? Well, say we get to the end of the year, um, and Bitcoin's still at sixty thousand dollars, right? I've gained half a Bitcoin from him, and I've gained sixty thousand dollars, but I've lost whatever those contracts have cost me. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. So So I've actually gained thirty thousand contracts. Yeah, yeah. they should be cheap though.
1: Well, that's the thing I want to ask you because you're you're predicting three hundred thousand, yet the price of these contracts are quite cheap at two hundred thousand. Is that because no one People doubt it, or is it because these things reprice as they go
0: Well they definitely reprice as they go um, yeah they, they definitely reprice as they go but uh, yeah the, generally the market doesn't believe this um, mm.
1: see I looked on Derbitt and I didn't even know how to read the bloody website I might even re- reach out to them and say you need to help me <laughs> yeah. because I was looking on the chart so I it's quite interesting you've got it says BTC USD. Times 100. Is that basically 100x leverage?
0: I just um, see an order book. Right? I need to look at it. I don't actually yeah. trade on Deribit. I haven't traded options since 2014 on Bitcoin. And I got out really quick because it was so illiquid back then. It was when Deribit um, was just starting out. So you're in the uh, you're in the options area, are you? And uh, what are you
1: the- BTC options... 31st of December, 2021. It's, but everything seems to hear to be priced in Bitcoins. I've got, I've got no idea how to even read this page. Ah, uh, Strike. Strike 32. Oh, here we go. Strike 300,000. Here we go. December 31st. Uh, and the bid is... Uh, oh, no, actually, I, I want 200,000. 200. 8,200? Is that correct?
0: I'm still trying to load it. $8,200 yeah. Yeah, $8, for the cost. $8,200. $8, yeah. So oh, that's, that's pretty expensive, eh? So you're going to have to spend $24,000. Are, are you kidding me? You're going to spend half a Bitcoin on those contracts.
1: Well, but I'm not going to spend half a Bitcoin on the contract. I'm going to spend $24,000.
0: Yeah, so, you know. Of what cash, point
1: of liquid f- cash.
0: F- yeah, but equivalent of point. That's, so times three. But you're over hedging from what I can tell. Um so. but, but
1: I guess what you're so is what you're saying is that my opportunity cost is to buy half a bitcoin or have those options because I could just buy half a bitcoin and own that.
0: Yeah, well right now if it's sixty-three thousand dollars of bitcoin per, per bitcoin, um it's gonna cost you point four bitcoins to buy those three contracts.
1: So I could just buy the three hundred thousand. My my worry about buying three hundred thousand, Willie, is that Say it shoots up to 300000 in October and then drops, and I'm still holding this contract until the end of December.
0: No, you're not, because um, you can sell it at any time. You don't have to, like, this is the same with futures. When you see that date, that's a contract that you're betting on, right? But you can sell it to someone else, and um, they'll take on that bet. And there's a live market for that that bet, that contract. Um, So... Yeah, like that's that's like a um, common misconception. Like when you're trading um, futures, um, bitcoins are quite interesting in that we've got the perpetual swap, which doesn't have an expiry. Um, but generally, we also have the quarterly futures. Every quarter, your um, ex- the contract expires, and mm-hmm. um, but you don't have to hold the contract to the expiry because right, okay. You know, just think of it as an altcoin. Um hold on, I might be reading (laughs) this this wrong.
1: Because there's two I mean, I've got no idea to read this stuff. There's two bids and asks, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there's a bid of two thousand dollars for the three hundred thousand contract, and then there's another bid of eleven thousand. What but there's two sides to the chart and I can't I can't figure this out what the difference is.
0: Um, I can't get into it because I did yeah. KYC and I haven't. I'm not going to. It's not trading anymore. It keeps going. So ref- I'm, I might I'm have a it wrong. loop.
1: Does two thousand dollars sound about more reasonable?
0: It just seems very expensive for your um, December 23rd. And then we're going to look at.
1: Um... No, I'll, I'll, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to I I I think it's I'm going to speak to a couple of like. People actually just try and get my head around this, but the point being is I'm going to hedge it with options, uh, and uh, like I said, but the other thing is I would have a choices, an interesting one would really, it would be the fact that say it hits, say I'm over hedged, um, and it hits three hundred thousand in October, like I can sell that contract, but I might want to hold on to it because like what if it goes to four hundred thousand?
0: You could, I think it would be rather foolish unless we have confirmation yeah. of a super cycle. Um, yeah, like where, But where I can hedge the that. Yeah, you could hedge it. It would be a very, very sophisticated trade. Um, I would expect that from a Bitcoin, um, a Bitcoin savvy person to make a bet and then hedge it on the markets. Um, but also, you know, you should you should like have skin in the game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know. know depends it Depends on how
0: you look at it. You know, I've I've got a bet going on. I thought I should hedge it, but I was like, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> have you? Well, yeah, I've I got a half
1: Bitcoin bet going.
0: That's public. What's your bet? Um, my bet was that the price would not fall below forty-four thousand six hundred dollars for the rest of this year.
1: Um, wow. Okay, that's a good bet. That's a good. Your risk is just in the short term, really.
0: Yeah. So I think we're out of the risk zone now. It was when we were sort of. 53, 54,000, and the price was plummeting. Everyone thought that was the top, and we were going to retrace. And
1: um, I mean, what's yeah, I think you are because even 30% down from here at 62, 63, 612, 18, 19. What's
0: the number price? 44.6.
1: So, oh, I tell you, it's close because if we had a 30% drop now, yeah, it could it could get close
0: it get close, but um, realistically, we'd have to drop below $1 trillion of market um, cap. And right, okay. 12, as of yesterday, it's probably higher. It's probably over 13% now. Over 12.5% of um, the Bitcoin uh, monetary supply has moved. Like, all the Bitcoins in existence um, mm-hmm. and has moved at um, 12.5% of them. Have moved above one trillion dollars of market, cap, which really validates that we're a trillion dollar asset class, and we're not going back. Um, so that's a fifty-three thousand dollar zone. Fifty-three and a half thousand dollars is one trillion dollar market cap. So you're going to break down that price validation. It's very hard. Yeah. To Who's the other side of the bet right now? Uh, I have to look it what up. It he's he's a, he's got a he's a, got a podcast channel. Um, I'll
1: just have a look. Um, have, have you looked the money up in a multi sig?
0: Yeah, we um, no, we didn't. We actually, um, Fluffy Pony's holding it for both of us. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, figure yeah. he I, won't run away with the money.
1: <laughs> no, as long as, as you got someone like I did the one for Udi and another guy online, uh, I had two other Trump bets, which um, actually, I've got one with Jack and I have not called in yet, uh, and <laughs> no, they really? were just based on trust. And one mm-hmm. of them, this is this is this is really incredible. So one of them, it was a point. It was a point zero one Bitcoin. It was like a small bet, uh, and he got banned from Twitter, lost the bet, disappeared. But he then came and found me and said, "Look, I know I've lost the bet. I've been banned from Twitter." Like he was an, a non-account, right? And he came and found me and paid his bet. He could have disappeared, not paid it. That's,
0: oh, it's kind of that. It's. I think that, you know you want to do this as well. As there's so many people want to exit. Um, Ah, oh, yeah, we want to play for the long game, eh? Build mm. a rep. Okay, let's have a look. It's this Jacked Trades is the guy. Um, He's on Twitter. A yeah, Jacked Trades. Um that? Um, um, J-A-T? Uh, no, Jacked. As in, you're jacked. Um, I'll send you the link. Oh, Jacked. Um, I got them. him. I wasn't Jack planning to trade. make this public uh, in public, but <laughs> I guess it is now. Um,
1: Jesus, he is ripped. Cut his arms are bigger than my legs.
0: Oh, wait, <laughs> I haven't checked his photo. All right. You don't want to mess with him. <laughs> maybe uh, try, maybe I should lose his bet just so he doesn't beat me up. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. Definitely, pay, is that, definitely Whoa, that guy's… Uh, Do you see him? Uh, what? That's nuts. Yeah. What's he his, doing his with arms in crypto? Like, he should be on Hollywood or something. <laughs> rich, good okay. looking and I'm
1: jacked fuck that, yeah. fuck that guy there must, be, there, must, there must be something wrong with him <laughs> alright well listen yeah, when, when's your bet Is, your bet's till the end of the year mine's till the end yeah, of the year same, you and me might have a half, we, might, we might have a half bitcoin party
0: yeah we, we might it'd <laughs> eh? be fun
1: next up I talked to Willie more about psychological resistance but before that I do have a message from my amazing show sponsors and we're going to kick off with BlockFi, with my friends Zach and Flory over in New York City, crushing it as ever. Now, with BlockFi imminently launching their rewards visa credit card, I'm getting super excited for this product. I mean, how cool is this, right? Everywhere you go, everywhere you shop, whether you're down at Tesco's, getting yourself a macaroni cheese, or if you're at Starbucks, getting yourself a frappuccino, wherever you're going, you just swipe that card and you stack more sats. So fucking cool, right? Just think how much money you spend each year on your card. Just think, every time you do that, you can be stacking more sats. I cannot wait to get my hands on this product. And it's so cool because BlockFi have now opened up the waitlist to the public. You don't even have to be a BlockFi customer to get on the waitlist. All you need to do is head over to blockfire.com and register, and you will be able to get on the waitlist for their product and a 1.5 rewards rate in Bitcoin on all card purchases. How fucking cool is that? That's fucking cool, right? Okay, head over to BlockFi.com, which is B-L-O-C-K-F-I.com. Next up, we have Ledger, and I've just recorded a show with Pascal and Matt from Ledger. A bunch of you had questions. You know, we we know what happened previously. A bunch of you had questions, and you wanted to put them. So I did an AMA. I scooped up the questions. I got them on the show, and we've recorded it, and that's going to be out next week. Now, listen, I do love Ledger, because I love the product. I am a customer- I've been a customer for four years and I'm staying a customer. The Ledger Nano S I bought four years ago still works perfectly for me today. But the reason I love Ledger is their product is so easy to use. And look, some of this Bitcoin shit is difficult, right? Some of it is a bit complicated. Some people struggle with it. But the Nano S is so easy to use. And it also connects to their Ledger Live, which makes it so simple and easy for managing your Bitcoin. Also, if you've got an Android phone, you can connect that to your Nano S to manage your Bitcoin on the go. So listen, if you want to find out more, just head over to ledger.com, which is L-E-D-G-E-R.com. And we're going to finish off today with Gemini, my new exchange sponsor, who I'm working with and exclusively using for buying and selling Bitcoin. We're not selling. Who the fuck is selling right now? So I'm basically using it just for buying Bitcoin. Now, I've been super impressed with the product. I have signed up for their DCA. I've been buying the dips. The app. Oh my God, just download the app. It's so easy to use. It's making me more irresponsible with Bitcoin. Basically everywhere I'm going, I'm like, hey, check out this app. Look, and buy buying more Bitcoin. I'm buying so much Bitcoin. Thank you, Gemini. Now they are also sponsoring devs. So I want to say a big thanks to Tyler and Camden because I've approached them with ideas and they're just nailing it. They're sponsoring devs. They're getting behind projects and they're like, Pete, if you have an idea, come to us. We're open ears. We want to talk about it. We are willing to listen. So I'm looking forward to this year, working with the whole Gemini team, working with Tyler, working with Cameron, doing some good stuff for Bitcoin. Now, if you want to find out more, please do head over to Gemini.com, which is G-E-M-I-N-I.com. So the other thing I want to ask you about these psychological levels, and do they Mm -hmm. exist? Are they real? Blah, blah, blah. Because I seem to remember 10,000 being an issue. I seem to remember getting back over all-time highs also being an issue. Uh, 50,000, I'm pretty sure we bounced off. And I'm thinking 100,000 to come in. Is that going to be some kind of firm, hard level of resistance? Will, you know, is that a natural place for people to start thinking, oh, I, I should sell a bit here? You know, what tends to happen around these psychological levels? Or, or am I overthinking it?
0: I think it does happen. Um, you know, I, I first saw it in, um, when it was breaking, like, one cent. And, no, just kidding. Um <laughs> It definitely at a thousand dollars. It was resistance, and I remember also seeing um, that like ten thousand. Yep, we had that. And remember, like in the bear season of twenty eighteen, we had the one hundred million dollar um, resistance, and that was psychological too. And that was really that sort of. I think it was that six thousand. Like a hundred million market cap, right? So there was. I don't remember that. Uh, so that was that 2018. Was, that would have been a hundred billion. That was about six, wasn't it like $6,000 um, Bitcoin as it was coming down from the 2017 high? Remember? That would be a hundred billion, not a not hundred million. Oh, sorry, a hundred billion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's yeah. three zeros. What's three zeros? Um, so. <laughs>
1: but a hundred. Yeah. Sorry, one trillion wasn't that much. We didn't see much resistance on a trillion.
0: What? No, we did. We consolidated right on it. We've been on it for months. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, 55K. I remember tweeting this like at 20,000 or something, um, saying 55K is the next target because that's $1 trillion. And it's been like doing that for ages. Um, we're just clearing that zone now. like. Um, so, yeah, I think that 100,000 is going to be another psychological zone. Um, yeah, I'm sure you, what do you think?
1: Well, I, I imagine it will, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, do I, do I put up like 15%, 20% of my stack? Do I sell it at 95 see if it bounces off, drops down 20%, 30%, rebuy? Or am I just being a moron and probably going to screw it up and lose Bitcoin? Yeah. And I'm most probably not going to do that. I'm pro- most probably not going to do it. Uh, if anything, I might just like take a sh- take a short at about 95% and just see what happens for a bit of fun, rather than actually risk on my Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, this is really, uh, this opens up to an interesting topic. Um, So yeah, you're you're definitely a moron if you sell, trying to sell a top, you know, sell in a bull run and try to buy back lower. That doesn't work. Uh, You're lucky if you can get that to work. I think we covered that in the past. Um, You're better off, because it's going to go into a sideways band. And so um, a lot of traders, particularly whale traders that are savvy, then go, Yahoo! it's alt season. Like When Bitcoin's going boring, um, sideways, um, we'll just deploy and move that capital off into altcoins. And you'll see um, altcoins tend to go up when Bitcoin is sideways without the threat of it breaking out and going to the moon. Because um, when it's about to break out into the moon and go into the moon, um, whales aren't going to risk that and go into altcoins. But... If it looks like it's range-bound for a while, we're going to altcoins and um, we get your alt season. Um, but having said that, I think that's kind of a dated... It's great, but I think it's also kind of a dated proposition because now we've got very well-developed um, derivative markets and options markets that are you know slowly getting more liquid. And so uh, you can also now just do... Um, the straddle trade um, so you can sell a put in, um, and sell a call option um, because you can think of these options as they're essentially insurance policies um, if it goes in a particular direction that's very cheap to buy and it goes in a particular direction um, you, you get exponential gains on it and so you you match the two you, you sell a put and you sell um, you sell a, um, a call and um, the two balance each other and the thing goes sideways and doesn't break out of this range. You, you're making money every day. So um, that's an option too. It's very to sophisticated. I haven't done it. I, I know it's possible, but I haven't really had time to investigate all the numbers behind it. Um, but like, it's interesting in this um, cycle, this bull cycle, that – Bitcoin with its immense liquidity and all of the derivative markets, derivative markets we've got. Um, traditionally, what we've had in crypto is people using altcoins to, as substitutes for what you can do now, you know. So if it's a bull market, um, rather than buy, you know, XRP, <laughs> Ethereum or, or whatnot, um, thinking you're going to get a higher run-up in in that in, in the bull market, than just holding Bitcoin, you can just buy this other kind of shitcoin, um, and um, that's called a derivatives contract. You know, so you know a quarterly contract that goes long on Bitcoin, and so if you do one x leverage, you get double the return. If you go three x, then you get triple, and um, that really competes with something like Ethereum.
1: Right. Yeah. Do you, are you trading altcoins or do you just keep it all to Bitcoin?
0: Um, no, I don't trade altcoins. Mm. I kind of... I, I trade them a little... I've tried a little bit of DeFi to learn about it. Um, last, uh, 2017, I I was degenerately trading altcoins. Um, like, ridiculous. Like, I think at one point it was 90% in altcoins because it was just a crazy altcoin um, tulip bubble. Dude, I did it, man. Dude, I did it.
1: And I did really well for eight months and then really badly.
0: Yeah, I mean, once the, the, the bear side of it, all the liquidity dries up and you're screwed because you can't sell over positions. And, you know, and altcoins, you know, altcoins are like, you need to know what you're doing. Like each coin has its own thing going on. And you've got all these Telegram channels and all these whatever, Discord, Slack channels. And you're just, it's just, you've got to have you've endless amounts of time to understand exactly what's happening with each altcoin, whether they're introducing this or that in their monetary policy. And um, so, no, this cycle, the only thing I really trade is Bitcoin because I don't need to understand what's happening with Ethereum. I don't need to understand they're going to, Version two and there's the staking reward and they're going to burn burn um, you know the miners reward they're going to burn token all these dynamics every altcoin has some sort of scheme to in their tokenomics to push the price up and so all I need to do is read Bitcoin and get very 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 good at trading that one asset and I leverage it and um, and then I'm good right I don't have to buy Ethereum like if I buy Ethereum. And I'm trading Ethereum. Well, I still have to know what Bitcoin's doing because Ethereum orbits Bitcoin and every altcoin orbits Bitcoin. So if you're trading altcoins properly, um, you need to know what's going on in your asset class, which is, or your asset, which is, you know, the altcoin of your pick. And then you got to, you're, uh, you're uh, really looking at Bitcoin because it's like two planets in gravity lock and the, the little coin is in gravity lock with Bitcoin's movements. And so it's much more of a complex, it's a, two orders of, you know, two, two degrees of, of investigation there. It's much more complex. So I can do this really simple thing, which is read capital flows into Bitcoin and mm-hmm. um, get very good at it. And I can go up or down on that. If Ethereum like you, I can do on-chain analysis on that and I can read capital flows into Ethereum and um, it won't obey it because suddenly if Bitcoin's going the other direction, it doesn't matter what the capital flow into that coin is. It's it's being pulled down by Bitcoin or pulled up by it. Right. So um, it's simpler for me to trade a, a long position on, on, on Bitcoin and I don't need an altcoin anymore.
1: Can I ask you, in terms of your strategy you might not want to share this, but what what percentage do you just like sit there as a stack right out the market? And what percentage is your like trading, play, leverage, try and outperform the market stuff? Uh, or is it all that? It
0: varies. It varies. Um, the minimum is 15%. Um, the maximum is 30. Even 30, no, 30 is a maybe just above 30. When it gets above 30, I, I pull out and... Um, Recalibrate and I bring it back down to about 20 or 15. So it's like my profit take and I put it back into my stack. So that's not recommended for new traders, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not recommended by normal um, technical traders. Like I think the norm is 10 to 20, but I I trade differently because I'm trading um, what I do, which is on chain capital flows. And they're very long term trades over for multiple weeks. And um it's demand and supply based from fundamentals and it's you know pretty much around 90% reliable and that 10% where it's not reliable um, it doesn't swing the other way quickly I can check in on it on a daily basis and and then I can re- reduce my position or, or whatnot so um, it's so, The leverage is very low. I don't usually go much more than 1x, which means that the price can go to half and I don't get liquidated. Or there has to be, you know, so basically it's got to be a a black swan event and then I'm in danger of liquidation. Um, But uh, yeah, I just sleep at night with this thing going, really, yeah, it's there's no, um, you know, typically when traders trade, they go. Well, if it, I think it's going to go up, and if it goes against me, I'll step my stop loss here, um, and I'll exit the trade. But if it goes up, um, I think I might get a 3x gain versus a 1x loss, so a 3 to 1 ratio, and I'm going to enter that trade. And so, um, you know, there have been very successful traders who just don't care which direction. They'll just go any old direction, set their stop loss, and – They'll lose one third. If they win, they gain. You know, the it's a three to one ratio. So you don't even need to write which...
1: once in three.
0: You yeah, right, exactly. Like, Usually it's 50/50, 50-50, right? So in the short yeah. time frames, it's 50 So as you get into the shorter, shorter time frames, it's just a gamble, and you need the risk protection to to stack the odds in your favor. Um, what I do is it's not about ga- gambling as such; as fundamentally understanding. Being where the market is moving based on the amount of capital coming in and um, I have to be careful and I build models around that I have to be careful when the market is so speculative that it's above the um, where you put the um, organic price that the fundamental investors are coming in at at that point you know you've got to be careful because if you're like 30 percent above the fundamental floor of what investors are of putting the price, then it can pull back thirty percent, and so that's a lot of losses. So you know, I have models around that too. So um, we're tr- currently trading at around eighty percent above that today. So it feels like Bitcoin yeah.
1: really does reward conservative strategies, but it rewards it well. Uh, if I yeah, if I, if I if I could go back two cycles and start again, I, my my strategy would be. Just keeps like work hard and have a uh, a revenue generating business. Keep stacking during bear markets. Just keep stacking, put it into storage, and then once the bear markets come into an end, is like just long long from each significant dip, thirty percent dip, uh, uh, um, and then ride up that kind of like ten to twenty x gain you're gonna get, and then just rinse repeat. There seems to be like a a good conservative strategy that can give you life-changing money. Yeah, it seems like some people they want super life-changing money and they're willing to YOLO in on like some crazy investments and and wreck themselves.
0: Yeah, right. I think um, yeah, it's true. It really is true. I think it's I think there's also this genius um effect of bull markets where people think that. They're geniuses, like, oh, look, I made this amount of money. I'll make even more. And, wow, this is easy. And it must mean I'm a genius. And, um, you you know, you can tell the, the real geniuses um, once the bear market hits and they've figured out how to exit that position and then actually even make money on the downside. So they're trading two types of environments, and it's not just luck. Um, but, then, you know, going back to your strategy of buying the 30% dip in writing. That's actually, um, you know, it's a very smart strategy, um, but very few people can follow through on it because they'll see this thing run up and then they'll see the little um, turning point and they go, oh, it's going to come down, it's going to come down. And they want to capture the gain that they've got without um, just letting it alone. And so they'll sell out and then it runs up higher, you know, because they got that short time frame thing, which is always a gamble wrong. And they, you know, they're buying back higher. And there's, you know, so suddenly this, this strategy where I'll buy the 30% dip and I'll just run that up, you know, um, turns into a day trading environment <laughs> where you're overly um, emotional about the trade. Um, and ultimately this, you know, this goes back to the psychological barrier. Um, yep. Everything's just emotion. Um, like, oh, it can't possibly be worth $100,000. That's wrong. And so, um, you know, it impacts the market.
1: Um. Well, there is that thing also, Willie, where you feel obliged to make a trade, which I've been quite good during this bull market. As as I said, I was just testing, I'm just playing around on this plus 500 account, and I essentially doubled the 2000 I put in, uh, and it was just play money. I've lost about 500 again, but that was more because. Each of these contracts you take out has a, uh, expires on a week, and I didn't renew. So I had the recent one, I dropped down, I didn't renew it. So I went into the trade at the wrong point. It wasn't a 30% dip. I was just certain it was going to go up. I didn't renew, and I dropped down, and I should have renewed, and I would have taken up to um, uh, the 64, well, where we are now. Um, so I've missed that one, and now I'm wait Like right now, I think it's going to go up, but I'm not entering because there isn't a 30% dip. So I'm just like waiting. And I, I accept right. there's like five, six maybe trades in 12 months on that. But it is, you get itchy fingers. You're like, I, I just want to make a trade. I want to make a fucking trade.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like crack cocaine, right? It's crack cocaine. It is, man. Oh, I want that feeling. <laughs> yeah. But, Give me the yeah. run up. Um, you know, and it's, it's, uh, that's that's the big thing um, a lot of traders say is that it, it teaches patience. That's... Um, uh, it teaches patience. It rewards patience. It teaches. What's
1: it? It also rewards patience. I think.
0: Yeah, it rewards patience. Um, it rewards like being zen, detached from your emotions. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Like sometimes I like. I think I, I still enjoy the days that I make money over the days I lose money, and I go. That's a warning sign. You know, it sounds <laughs> funny, but it's a warning sign. That means that um, that's a weakness. Like if I not really didn't care, if I made money, or I lost money. Um, that's as strong as you can get as a trader because you're not you're totally rational. You're not influenced by emotion. Um, so, yeah, a yeah. lot of it's just well, human emotion,
1: fear and greed, and too many people have been wiped out by that. Uh, yeah. I, I could have been completely wiped out in 2018. I had enough left over. To keep going, and it's definitely a more healthy position now. Uh, just being mm. patient. Just...
0: This this kind of translates to um, it translates to investors who aren't even trading. Um, you know uh, the the you know I can tell a new person in Bitcoin because first they go, "What price do you think it's going to go to?" And they're thinking, I'm going to buy here and I'm going to sell there. So they actually, they bought it as an investment. They put it into their wallet, but they're already thinking, I'm going to sell at this point. Um, so it is actually a trade. And then you get to this maturity, and you'll see this from all of the, the long-time you know, Bitcoiners, and they really understand fully what they've bought. And they're going, no, this is, this is the real deal. Um, I'm in it to the end game because I'm backing this technology. And then you know that uh, they're making a rational play and they're not swayed by emotion. Um, And they're the ones that are going to win big time. Um, Yeah, like, I mean, I was, like, Coinbase went IPO just, you know, yesterday. And my friend sent me a screen capture and he bought 10 Bitcoins at 155 US dollars back in 2013. Um, I think Led. it was. Was it 2013 or 2012? 2013. So, uh,
1: that no, uh, I think that might have been 2012. Uh, maybe early, 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 cause early, cause early 2013.
0: I... It was early 2013. So, yeah. um, he bought it for 15 bucks, right? And so, say he went big, um, you know, it's 2013, you maybe put $15,000 into it and bought like a uh, 1,000 Bitcoins at that price.
1: No, you wouldn't get it $15 in 2013. Maybe 12
0: Two thousand. Maybe bought it was my, 2012,
1: was it? Yeah, I think I bought my first one at the end of 2012 and it was like $80. 80 uh, Really? Well. Yeah. That was to buy I drugs. Think... Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I
0: often joke, you know, I got into Bitcoin because of drugs. Just, I thought it made a good story. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. It, it was, it must have been yeah, at the very beginning, it was $13 in 2013. Yeah, it might have been right really? at the very beginning. Yeah. Oh, um, maybe I missed it. Before the first of the double pumps. Yeah, totally. There right. wasn't much difference between late 2012 and 2013. But like, so say he spent 15 grand buying a thousand bitcoins. Um, and say he's going to hold that for a good proper dozen years. And so now it's year 2025, tail end of 2025. So 12, 13 years. Um, he'd be a billionaire with a $15,000 investment. He'd be a billionaire, right? Cause uh. stock to flow models, yep. what we're projecting, the amount of adoption, you'll be a million dollars per coin will happen in the next four to five years. And so um, I guarantee you 99%, 99.9% of people that bought um, $15,000 of Bitcoin at um, $15 each would not hold that through that years. They'll take profit no all the way. Yeah, so there's no chance. So like you see no these chance, photos man. of people buying the stuff and you go, oh, yeah, you just know that the like, majority of those coins have now been sold off and it's been distributed um, which is also a good thing for the for the network, right? You want a good distribution mm-hmm. of coins. So, um, mm. like, how yeah. many of your coins you um, did you keep? I guess you bought them from and there. spent them immediately, uh, yeah. because you were using back
1: it. in yeah back in then it was purely because somebody introduced me to the Silk Road and I was buying it to buy drugs. And then <laughs> when the Silk Road went down, I had a certain amount on there. I couldn't tell you. It might it might have been one or two, right? So that mm. they were gone. And then I was just trading some CFDs. And I forgot about it. I just, no interest. Just forgot about Bitcoin. Like, it did that run up and then to 1200 and then dropped. And then I, I used to, I used talked talk about this. I used to keep checking the price and thinking, oh, this shit's dying. Like, But I'd never really looked into Bitcoin. I didn't really know what it was. It was just this internet money thing. And then it started to go back up. And it was only when I had to, you know, buy, you know, I've talked about this a million times, but buy something from my mum that I got back into it. But I, yeah. I've I've admitted this. I think when I I used to keep this spreadsheet. Maybe we talked about this on our last one or with somebody else. But like I had, in terms of Bitcoin and altcoins, peak two thousand seventeen. I had an eight hundred and eighty-two Bitcoin in value, and then hmm. just lost most of it because oh, I ended up in low liquidity shit Yeah, yeah just went it two thousand eighteen, yeah, and just had things like Neblio and just <laughs> Storage <laughs> and all these stupid and and you. You'd be on uh, this just low liquidity exchanges trying to sell them, and you just get nothing for them. And so you're like, "Oh, it'll come back." So you hold it longer, and then yeah, blew it all. But do you know what? It taught me so many lessons, Willie. Really. And I, of course, I don't have as much Bitcoin as I had then, but I've got, I've got enough for what I need, and I, I certainly won't make that mistake again.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. It's you. It, you know, if you make your money and keep it, it's just luck. Like, um, like if you make your money like that and you manage to you know, it's, I don't know, it's, there's very few people, like, it's almost like you need to, you just need to lose a lot of money before you learn in this, in this crypto game. There's so many, I have done a lot of, um, I haven't been scammed. Or maybe I did get exit scammed when an exchange that went down, they exit scammed. Um, I never got, like, said and free, send me a Bitcoin, I'll send you two back. I haven't done (laughs) anything outrageous like that. But I've definitely, like, I invested in, Gigawatt, um, which was a mining outfit, you know, and it was the biggest mm-hmm. outfit in, in North America. I even flew there, um, checked out everything. And that to me was going to be, oh, okay, it's like real estate. I'm buying mining infrastructure I can collect rent on because I need to get out of Bitcoin at this top. Um, at the 2017 top, I'm gonna need um, to get out. And stable coins were, I don't know if there was just starting to come out, but they weren't trusted. So I thought, what better thing is to buy essentially mining real estate? Um, and that just went to crap. The whole thing went bankrupted. The um, you know mm-hmm. like Diedly. and I considered Diedly. that It's just ridiculously. Um, so all of these projects um, went to nothing, and um, you know that they floated a token. So as you, you buy it through the token, um, right. But, you know, lots of lessons learned by um, losing You need money.
1: four years, man. That first Bitcoin lesson takes four years. It really does. You do a whole yeah. circle cycle and you're like, I get it now. But you have to live it. Um,
0: it's a tuition it anyway. fee. It's a tuition yeah. fee
1: you're paying. <laughs> Four-year tuition fee. All right, man. Well, listen, look. I, I do know people are signing up to your newsletter for this because they've told me, which is good, so... Uh, that's, oh, that's great. great. Uh, but tell awesome. them, as ever, where to go, man.
0: Okay, probably the best and easiest is to sort of visit me on Twitter, Woonomic um, on Twitter, and it links from there on my profile page. It goes to my newsletter feed. It also goes to my Woball charts site where a lot of the models that I tweet out um, and is on that, 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 that site if you, you want to check the live charts.
1: Well sign up people it's $50 a month Uh, I have it it's the best $50 I spend a month um, in terms of anything I subscribe to so I'll put that on the show notes Really appreciate you as ever man very exciting hopefully well I'm expecting next month we'll be talking and we'll be over 70k
0: Mm, let's hope let's find out
1: fingers crossed bro listen take care see you soon bro okay Peter
0: catch you next time
1: All right. how good was that? you gotta love it, right? It sounds like Willie thinks we'll be bouncing around this area for a while. But the longer we consolidate, the higher we go. And in the long run, that doesn't sound too bad, right? Let's coil this spring up. Let's bounce it up. Let's bounce up through 100k. Let's get up to $299,000 by the end of the year. Let me win my bet with Hoddle, And then we can smash through that next year. Now, hedging my bet with Hoddle sounds a bit harder than I first thought. I just don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what options trading are. I'm going to have to speak to somebody. I'm going to have to get some help with this. But it is something I'm definitely going to look into a little bit more. Maybe I will get an options trade on the show to talk me through it. Is that something you want to hear about? If you think you want to hear about that, do reach out to me. You've got my email address. It's hello at did.com. Or you can also jump into my Telegram group. That's mainly managed by the amazing Ben Prentice. I do reply to all my emails, by the way. Holy shit, I'm getting a lot of them. Uh, it's like, I can't even tell you how many I get. But I do take the time to reply, so please do get in touch if you want to reach out to me. Also, if you like the show, if you're listening every week, you're like, oh my god, I love Pete's show. This is amazing. And you haven't left me a review on iTunes, you're out of order, to be honest. So, you know what you need to do? Head over to Apple Podcasts, go and leave me a five-star review. Or, or just leave me a one-star review. If you think the show's shit, just look, but Look, the show's shit here's one star but if you like it please do come and give me a five star review really helps helps with the listings and also basically i just want to be uh, bigger than pomp and most of the time i'm i'm beating him but i just want i, I want to crush his face i want to, i want to take his face and i want to wipe it in the dirt so if you want to help me crush pomp please go and leave me a five star review also tell your all your friends about the show and tell them not to listen to pomp just be like yeah pomp's a load of shit uh, Pete's the best and tell them to listen to my show. I think I think we all know that's the, the thing you need to do. Outside of that, if you are interested in my other show, Defiance, I've told you, it's taken a short break. We've rebranded as Hijack, and it's going to be coming back soon. And also, if you want to check out my daily email newsletter, that's at neveredit.com. Apart from that, have a great weekend. I love you all, and I will see you all next week.